0: with Joel Brzezinski. I'm using my golfing voice right now,
1: and I don't know why. I Joel, how were, are you? I thought you were trying to do national public radio. They talked really <laughs> calm and quiet. And you can also usually hear the sounds their mouths make. I know. And it's annoying. They must
0: get, disgusting. They get trained to do that, don't they? It's like C-SPAN. It's like, I've never seen people so robotic before. And I understand they're trying to be unbiased, and that's cool. But, uh, you must have to go through special training.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, sometimes they'll say on NPR, this section of NPR brought to you by, and I say, well, cause it's this section of, uh, NPR brought to you by, and I add the monotone association of America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, I, I think they do that on purpose. They try to be calm. I heard them, somebody talking about this one time. They try to be calm, quiet, smooth, just collected and. That's just what they do, anyway.
0: Well, I know, but whenever they do that, I I always think they're about to go into prayer.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's how we talk to God, you know. Fold your hands, bow your heads, and pray. Yes. And when we pray, you know, what else we do?
0: We refer to God a lot. (laughs) Well, Lord, uh, thank
1: you, Lord, for this day, Lord. I just Lord. We ask that you
0: come into our presence, Lord. Would you
1: just come into our presence and just give us this and just help us and just. (laughs) A
0: pastor friend of mine called those fillers. We use
1: fillers Fillers. when we pray. That's, yep, that's it. I don't know why we do it. It's just like, God, it's just like I'm talking to you, Cap. Cap, I just thank you that you do this podcast with me, Cap. And just would you uh, continue to do this podcast with me for the next uh, 10 years? Would you just do that, please, Cap? I just hope that you will do that, Cap. And you would say, what?
0: <laughs> I know, I know. And and when I first heard uh, somebody talking about this, it, it really hit me that, you know what? Why, why don't I talk to God like I talk to other people? Right. And so it did cause me to realize in a personal way that I had some growing to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably just, your prayer life isn't totally sanctified. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that <laughs> up, Joel. <laughs>
0: um, that's our, our next topic is sanctification all right so class we've been talking about really justification forgiveness Uh, we talked about confession of sin and those kinds of things and how they've sort of been misaligned in the religious world and yet some of these same people uh, you know who are advocates of confessing every sin and so on what they'll do is they'll say look you're confusing justification with sanctification. Justification was something that was done for us at the cross. Sanctification is something that is progressive, that we work at to come into. And so we're here today to talk about that and maybe try to get those dots so they're connected in the right order.
1: Yeah, and it's good to talk about because um, I think there are a lot of people who worry in their relationship with God, just like we were talking about if they don't confess every sin they are worried that they've lost fellowship with god please go back to the last couple of podcasts here on growingandgrace.org and hear what we had to say about that because uh, we don't lose our fellowship with god uh, when we sin and when we don't confess our sins because this uh blood of jesus was shed once and for all and i think this whole idea of being sanctified people worry that They are sanctified one minute and not sanctified the next because they've done something that is unholy or unsanctified, you know, unsanctified behavior. And we want to kind of separate this idea of sanctification being about our behavior. And the word sanctified itself, as we look in the Bible, if you're the type that likes to look it up in concordances and things like that, lexicons. The Greek, it's, you know, it's Strong's number 37, and Strong simply says that the word means to make holy. That is to purify or consecrate. It's really, it means to set apart. Something that is sanctified means that it has been set apart. It has nothing to do, the word in and of itself has nothing to do with behavior. You're set apart by God, unto God, because he has done it. He's done it as a gift. Through the blood of Jesus, through our confession of Jesus Christ, we've been placed in him, and he has set us apart unto himself. You know, while we were still sinners, God did this. You know, While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And what he did is he made us new creations. He made us something brand new, and he set us apart unto himself by grace, through faith, as a gift, having nothing to do with our behavior. And so this whole idea, okay, we're justified by grace through faith. We see verses that plainly say that, uh, but we think that, well, we still have this process to go through of becoming more and more sanctified. And uh, there are several verses and and several things we can get into in regards to that. Yeah, understanding that like salvation, justification,
0: sanctification is a gift. It's not something we work at in order to achieve. We humans, we we just can't resist the temptation. Ever since the Garden of Eden, by the way, we can't resist the temptation of thinking that self-improvement will somehow bring us closer and make us more acceptable to God. This is just a big part of the church world, unfortunately. And so what happens is this thing that is referred to as sanctification this progressive sanctification that the religious world will try to heap onto us. It becomes a long and frustrating process. Your works and lifestyle will begin to take center stage and you'll try to graduate to the next spiritual level instead of just simply trusting in what Christ has done for us. And, so th- and this puts us back into that pursuit of trying to maintain our fellowship with God. We talked about fellowship some last week, right standing with God. Is going to be based on certain conditions and that's all wrong we believe in faith-based righteousness which included justification and sanctification and as you said joel there's some great scriptures to get into regarding this but if we're back in the place where sanctification is progressive and i think the confusion again here is people are confusing sanctification with their behavior. And they're not the same thing. They're two separate things. Sanctification is something that we've experienced already through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So let's not get our, our, our behavior, our actions confused with the identity of, of who we are in him. We, we're children of God set apart through
1: birth, spiritual birth not through behavior right it's not about behavior and you know check this out from <laughs> Paul's awesome words here when he talks about all these things the, all over the epistles that Paul wrote he encourages us with these types of phrases and uh, he says in 1 Corinthians 1:30, but of him you are in Christ Jesus so Christ you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So those things Jesus Christ became for us. He became wisdom, yes, we get that. Righteousness, yes, we've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But also in Christ, he became for us sanctification and redemption. And a little bit later in that in that epistle, 1 Corinthians 6, and this is key because it ties all these things together too. But you were washed. This is 1 Corinthians 6 11. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So these are done deals. These are things that have already happened. And uh, how was it done? By our behavior? No, it was in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. We've been washed forever. We've been sanctified forever and justified forever, all by the work of the Holy Spirit. Those are things that we can uh, put our hope in. I love that
0: verse, 1 Corinthians 6.11, if you didn't catch that. Joel, I know you just went through it a couple times, but I just got to point a few more things out about it because, number one— Sanctification and justification, cleansing—they were all taken care of here in this verse. So, people who say, "Well, you're confusing sanctification with justification," no, you're—you're you're, you're missing the point of what was done at the cross. We talk a lot about grace, but ministries around here—people hmm. who say they believe in grace, but they always follow it with the word "but." Ah, but you got—you got to be careful. But extreme grace is a dangerous message. Well, Paul throws it back in their face here with several buts but you were washed, but you were (laughs) sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The point is, this is not something we're waiting for to occur in the sweet by and by later on somewhere down the road. You were shows us these things have already been completed in us. It's a spiritual reality. And so if we're progressing toward attaining or even maintaining either sanctification or salvation, then we're back under the works of the law. We know that's a dead-end street. So, Jesus Christ became our sanctification. 1 Corinthians one thirty, And because of him, because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, and redemption. So, that as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. So the point here is, he became our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. It was by his doing, and it's time for us Christians to concede. We can add nothing to the work that Christ has
1: already done. No, it's a finished work, and we've received it by grace through faith. We've received what Christ accomplished through his finished work, and that includes redemption. It includes cleansing. It includes justification and righteousness, and it includes sanctification. Hebrews talks a lot about this. Hebrews 10.10 says, by that will, we've talked about the will of God, which is the, the covenant, Jesus Christ being the covenant. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Jesus Christ offered himself once for all. We've been sanctified once for all. A little bit later, a few verses later in Hebrews 10, 14. Now here's one where different versions say this a little bit differently. Here's what um, I think the New King James says, By the one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Other versions, like the New American Standard, say, for by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. The Greek word there is actually one word, sanctified. The are, the are being, that's all added by by the translators according to their own interpretation of that verse. But if you look at all these other uh, verses that talk about our sanctification, I think it's safe to say that it really means he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. That means we are sanctified in him. He's perfected us, and so um, how can we be perfected but not sanctified?
0: (laughs) That would be the consistent (laughs) approach uh, because of all the verses, as you mentioned. It would almost have to be that way, Joel.
1: Yeah, and there's plenty more. Acts 20.32 and 26.18, they say we are sanctified and so many other verses, uh, like the ones we mentioned from 1 Corinthians. So, all being said, sanctified means to be set apart. God has set apart unto himself. He's done it in Christ. Christ became our sanctification, and we're in him, and he's in us. And in fact, the Bible even says that as he is, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And that is what we'll talk about next week, right here on Growing in Grace.